episode number 213, Camaro Challenge by Dodge Challenger. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, man, all sorts of cool stuff going on. First of all, the weather is finally in decent shape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to snow here tomorrow, though. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding I... at all. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it goes from like 75 to, I don't know. Like we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow, so who knows. I know That's it won't stick or anything, but still, it's just annoying. It's very annoying. Yeah, well, I mean, it. it you know, it's, I'm in. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, and I have been for a while. So, and gas prices are rising too. <laughs> well, it's summertime. Yeah, going back to. I think I paid two eighty nine today for ninety three octane. Owie. I know. Owie. Wait a minute. Ninety three. Yeah. Oh wait a minute. That's better than that's better than down here. And, oh, well, we could be like California where they're paying five forty a gallon. Yeah, but but anybody who lives there is just kind of stupid. Exactly. It's like asking, for, oh, hey, how about I hate my life more? At least they got good weather all the time, though. Yep. You know, just like the weather, the weather's always going to change no matter what. And you know what else changes? Sales figures and competition between the brands. Yeah. And we got just this interesting thing to talk about today. Yeah. This seemed to be going around many different um, publications. We're picking this up, and then... You know, I saw a nice article written by um, the Detroit Free Press here. So, uh, the the title of the article, and, and that's why one of the title that's the title of our show too, um, was Dodge Challenger oust Chevy Camaro's number two sports car. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break this down. I'm gonna break this down. So l- yeah. l- let me talk about the article first. So it says, "Buckle in." There's about a battle over speed and muscle. Quiet fight has been raging. Which car holds the number two spot in the sports car? Well, from 2010 to 2015, uh, the Chevy Camaro uh, was the number one selling sports car, even over Mustang. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and now Dodge Challenger has sadly taken over the legendary Camaro. Uh, it's been the best car. I said his best year in 2018 continues gaining market share at an astonishing rate. Models named Demon, Hellcat, have led to impressive presence on Facebook and more than 5.2 million followers. The average buyer's age is 51. Uh, these men and women drive two-door sports coupes that go 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, go fast. Blah, That's blah, what they do. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, these cars are highly emotional. It says trucks generate huge profits for auto companies, monies that's spent on research and development for future products. Sports cars go to legacy. They're about pride and bragging rights. And I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Ford continuing to dominate the highly lucrative truck war with this F-Series, the Dearborn-based automaker is also leading the sports car section with the Ford Mustang in the U.S. and globally. It's a highly emotional segment. It says... Uh, Gian Cadiz, the Ford Mustang communication manager at the end of the day, 
Who's keeping it exciting? Chevy isn't surrendering anytime soon. It's a niche segment, and we're determined to compete, said Lauren Langille, GM spokeswoman. We've made significant gains with our more affordable options and have sustained market with our high-performance models. We expect continued strong momentum throughout the rest of the year. She noted that the sales remain strong despite fewer buyer incentives. GM is known for its commitment to limited rebates and price breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, limited. Yes. Over the past decade, Mustang sales appear to remain flat, while Camaro has seen a decline and Challenger seen growth. In 2017, Mustang sold 81866 for 26% market share. Camaro sold 67940 for 22%. And Challenger sold 64000 for 21%. In 2018, Mustang sold 75000 for 28% of market share. Challenger sold 66% or 66,000 for 24% and Camaro sold 50,963 for 19%. In the first quarter wow. of 2019, Mustang sold 16,917 uh, for 29% of the market share, Challenger sold 13,000 for 23% and Camaro sold 12,000 for 21%. Um Detroit 3 muscle cars battle for for two rages. It says Dodge Challenger has moved into the number two spot for sports car sales in 2018, moving past Camaro for the first time in history. Well, we already talked about that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trend illustrates a solid climb for Challenger and a steady drop for Camaro. Ford Mustang is holding in the lead in a high-profile segment that caters to speed and performance. Muscle cars are about brand image promotion and profits, said the host of Autoline After Hours and a longtime industry observer. Gearheads will pay a premium to get the performance they want, and they tend to be diehard brand loyalists. What? What? Muscle cars bring <laughs> gawkers into showrooms, even if they can't afford them, giving dealers the opportunity to sell them something else. Is that still true? I don't Like, are people that stupid? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go look at a Z06, but I'm going to buy a Cruise. <laughs> or either that or... Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <clears throat> the difference between basic models and fancy trim packages is significant it might be compared to taking the bus rather than flying first class uh here's the sticker prices on mustang camaro and challenger can rival porsche and bmw detroit three companies say in offering a range of sports car prices captures everybody so it says mustang's EcoBoost starts at 26 395 but their shelby gt 350r can cost 71,920. The Dodge Challenger XSXT, their base Challenger, starts at 27845 Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye Widebody can reach 96,321. Yikes. And the Camaro LS starts at 25,995. Camaro ZL1 1LE can cost up to 74,000. So, this is Sinister Attraction. Um, they talk about advertising the car, advertising works when the consumer is surrounded by messaging, just running an ad on TV doesn't do it alone. The Challenger has been integrated into programs beyond traditional placements like Top Gear, Grand Tour, Fast and Loud, Motor Trend, even NCIS LA has used it. Okay. Hmm. Challenger just launched its Stars and Stripes edition in New York, designed to enhance the company's relationship with the U.S. military. This, too, is a prime example of buzz model. These vehicles deliver a custom look, which includes an American flag, fender decals for buyers. Hmm, I wonder who started that. 
Oh boy. Didn't didn't the Camaro? Remember, uh, remember? I think so. Didn't they have that? What was that emblem they put on the car? Uh it was for military. What was that called? Uh, that was called the Um the not the tribute the the um mm. Oh it's it's killing me. What was that? Oh dang. Anyways. Uh yeah. Uh, when Challenger buyers confess to have an interest in a Mustang and Camaro, the interior roominess of Challenger often closes the deal, Dodd Survey says. And while Mustang and Camaro are rear-wheel drive, Challenger offers all-wheel drive. Hmm. Meanwhile, Fiat Camaro, Chrysler has no plans to slow down. Coming off our best sales year in 2018, the Dodge Challenger continues to gain market share. Challenger represents a carefree, youthful lifestyle and resonates with young and the young at heart in a unique way. No question the language around Dodge Challenger creates intrigue. New for 2019, the Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye is possessed by the demon. The demon. It's a 797 horsepower supercharged Hemi high output engine. Makes its most powerful, quickest and fastest muscle car reaching 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. And the fastest GT production car in the quarter mile with a time of 10.8 at 131. It also reaches a top speed of 203. Joining the Hellcat, Red Eye is the 2019 Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat with 717 horsepower. And the Challenger RT Scat Pack, wide body, features fender flares. The, ja- the Challenger RT Scat Pack, 1320, <laughs> is a drag-oriented, street-legal muscle car. Like, like you were, me and you were talking about before the show. Do you want something that's a scat on your car? Nope. Not in the least. I'll, I will continue. <laughs> I think they, they could have done better on that one. Despite the sizzle, sports cars uh, sales in the U.S. have fallen from 372 to 770 in 2015 to 273, 186 in 2018. Yet the segment remains larger than the electric vehicle and luxury full-size SUV categories, which were led by the Tesla Model 3 and the Mercedes GLS, according to Kelly Blue Book. The popularity of SUVs makes life tough for anyone that isn't an SUV, including two-door performance coupes like Camaro, Challenger, Mustang. Uh-huh. Analysts huh. praise Fiat Chrysler for a rarely discussed strategy that maximizes the profit margin of the Challenger. Uh, for the Auburn Hills-based automaker, Challenger and the four-door Charger which has similar architecture and both assembled in Brampton, Ontario. Dodge's, Dodge's spreading cost of two products, a wise economic plan. Purisade Charger, which has a longer body than the Challenger, is not a muscle car because it has more than two doors. But mm. by having the Charger, FCA has a damn near double the volume. It ends up making the Challenger even more profitable. Huh. Challenger, which is sold to individuals and police, actually outsold Mustang. Camaro and Challenger in 2018 with 80,226. If you combine them. Uh-huh. We don't break out fleet sales, but Charger has led the large car segment for the five years due to similar strategy. See, let me get into this. Uh, Charger is mm-hmm. often referred to as the four door muscle car because these sister cars share the same muscle DNA. Um, and then they go on to talk about, you know, there's lots of room for child seats in the back uh-huh, and whatnot. Right. So let's break it down. Let's break this down. I, I, I've been seeing other sites report, um, oh, my God, this like like the, the, the sky is falling. 
<laughs> I'm feeling worried. Oh my God, why is Camaro number three? Um, it's it's because the car is too high priced. Well, I mean, if you just analyze that article, they're actually the cheapest out of the three cars. The key thing here, the key thing, I mean, there's two things here. One, the car has been produced since 2008 and hasn't changed. Okay. That's right. That's it. Number two, they are dumping a ton of these cars to fleet. A huge number of these cars to fleet. Which is going to artificially inflate the sales. Because as as a as a wise person once told me, when you're selling multiple thousands of units at a time, they're not paying MSRP. Okay. That's right. They're paying. They they may not even be making much of a profit. They might just right. be moving numbers to to generate cool articles. Yeah, and, and then I I can say number three. They're building it on the same platform as the Charger. They got a bang for their buck there. Plus, like I said, they've been producing this car for eleven years. How many times have they had to retool and go back to the drawing board and remake up their money? And no. They haven't. They've they've done very slight, very slight changes from two thousand eight. They had a facelift in twenty fifteen, which I didn't even know happened. Yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I guess I didn't notice much mm-hmm. of much of a difference. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah. It's a, it's a I, if if you if you said here, Chris, I'm going to either give you a Mustang or a Challenger. What would you take? I would take a Challenger over the Mustang well, any day. You know, it depends on which model and all that, but eh, probably. I bet you it's a great driving car. Yeah, I've driven them plenty of times. Plenty of times. They're 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 a comfortable driving car. Hmm. And they're selling a crap load of them. <clears throat> what I'd love to see, I would love to see, is if they removed all the incentives they throw down their hood, their lease specials, and their fleet deals. How many cars are they really selling? That's what I would love to know. Because I remember back when when Chevrolet um, launched the Gen 6 car, uh-huh. I had a conversation with the, the PR team at Chevrolet when they invited me out to um, Spring Mountain to drive the, uh, the convertible and, and for the launch of the Turbo 4 car. And they said they're making concerted effort um, with this vehicle to not put a lot of incentives on the hood and two, not to be selling a crap load of these to <laughs> fleet like they did with the fifth gen because that increases the resale value of the car. That's right. And it's, it's a better d- deal for the owner and even a second owner that the car will retain its value longer as well. And I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah, I it's, agree. It's it's, 100%. De- it's 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 head and head and shoulders different than what they did with the fifth gen. The fifth gen, they just said, you know, we're going to produce a hundred thousand of these things a year, and you know what? You, you know, there's going to be a ton of people who buy them. We're gonna we're gonna send a whole bunch of this to to fleet because let's be honest, the car was hot. It was mm-hmm. super hot. That's right. Because a it was coming off of. Uh, how many years it was a eight and a seven year hiatus? Yeah, that's right. And then you had Transformers happen. That was a big, big, big deal. Right. So that's that's my that's my opinion. 
Yeah, and it, I'll, I'll I'll say that what well what we've been saying for a long time. Uh, it's not how many they sell, it's how much money they make. Right. If 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 Dodge is barely breaking even on it, it's not a good business model. If they're making money, well, good for them. Well, obviously they're can't. making money. They haven't changed the freaking cars in 2008. No, they're making money now. <laughs> it's, it's pure profit at this point. It's got to be. So they're they're happy, you know, rolling out the same old, same old. They're like, hey, people are still buying it. Hey, just rebadge it. You know, Camaro could have did the same thing, you know? Some people would say that's a good thing. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Other people can't see the differences between a 2015 Camaro and a 2016 Camaro. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't I don't think price is the reason why Camaro is 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 number 3 in the muscle car segment right now. I don't think it's price at all. I think it's okay. a, it's a variety of options. I I guess I really don't care if it's number 3 or number 1 or number 10. Oh, you always want to be number 1. We were bragging why? we were bragging about that for years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> number one, yeah. Yeah, but now that we're not number one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's where yeah, I was going. I, I, I um, want to be number yeah, one. Yeah, it's nice to be it's number bragging. one. But, bragging rights are always good. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. Would you rather have? Um, I don't know. There's a million ways to look at it. I, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I really don't. I think it's a. I the biggest thing, the biggest shock is that an 11 year old car that hasn't changed is still doing so well. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we used to scoff at the Challenger when we do the sales figures like, you know, five or seven years ago. We're like, yeah, Challenger's just still holding in there, yeah. just, just hanging in there with, you know, I don't 2, know, 2000 yeah. for the previous month or something yep. like that. Yep, that's the way it was. Yeah. It's amazing. But It's really amazing. Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking more about this in the future. There are any, there are any like Dodge Challenger car shows that we're aware of? Not that I know of. Like Challenger Con? Dodge Con, I, I don't Dodge know. Con. <laughs> um, super heavy car con, I don't, I don't know. Well, there's one thing we do know. What? Camaro Con. Yep. 2019 is happening again. It is. And it's not the only one. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, we we've got a whole list here of different car shows that are happening this coming season. We always we always say, hey, if you guys got a car show, send it to us. We'd love to talk about it. I found mm-hmm. a list on Facebook. Yeah, courtesy of the Eastern Michigan Camaro Club. Yeah, and uh, let's see, a lot of them are not so. So we got um, the James Martin Chevy Car Show on May fourth here in Detroit, the Michigan F Body Meet and Greet here in Detroit, the twentieth annual Camaro Nationals, which is in Maryland. I think that's is that going on this? No, it's not going on at the same time. Uh, Bloomington Gold Corvettes Indie Speed. Remember we talked about that, and they're kind of right. kind of putting down the Camaro. <laughs> yeah, you guys can show up if you want. Yeah, you can be over there in that other parking lot. And we'll pee on your cars when you're not looking. Sturgis Camaro Rally in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge one. Uh, 20th annual Camaro Superfest. Yay! The yeah. old standard, well, awesome Camaro Michigan. show. Uh, Camaro Fest Nine. Uh, happening in Bowling Green, yeah. Berger's uh, Chevrolet's All GM Show that's in August. And ELCC's twenty sixth Camaro Fall Classic. Can't believe that over there in Telmadge, Ohio. And then of course Camaro Con twenty nineteen October twelfth and thirteenth at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Um, they usually had it in Southern California. Now it's getting moved. 
Hmm. I think yeah, they, crazy, they huh? outgrew the parking lot they were in. And now they're having a full-fledged, God, it's going to be like drag racing, autocrossing, road racing, all that kind of stuff too. But in Vegas. See, I would go to this, but this is like three weeks before SEMA. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to fly out for Camaro Con 2019. I would love to for that yeah. weekend. Fly home. Three weeks later, fly back to Vegas. Fly back again. Uh, those West Coast trips are, are killer, man. There was but, a uh, one time I was in Jamaica and then flew straight to Las Vegas. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Something like that. It was pretty cool. So, And then yeah. somebody commented on that, uh, another event, uh, oh, page not found, uh, 2019 Camaro Pace Car Homecoming. Okay. But uh, that's that's in the ty- that's at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but it's, it's a link, I'm reading the link title, but the page itself Oh, it is, is not uh, found. Oh, here it is. Hold on a second. There we go. Friday, May 17th, Saturday, May 18th, and Sunday, May 19th. Oh, cool. Pace car, pace car homecoming. Hmm. Pretty cool. Pace, Camaro pace cars are always neat to see. That's cool. So if you've got a show that we haven't mentioned that you would like us to promote, by all means, get a hold of us. Let us know so we can talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I'd tell love us to about help it promote it. Yeah. Help spread the word. Mm-hmm. You can always uh, also leave it in a voicemail if you want. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, well, how many voicemails do we have this week, Chris? We have we ha- we have one voicemail this week. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Oh, my voicemail has been getting light lately. Yeah, I think people are sick of calling in. But, yeah. Well, well, we only we only have three people that call in, so they're probably tired of it. Well, let's see who this one is. <laughs> okay. Hey, CJ Hall from the Motor City Camaro Club, calling in about that quote you were talking about the two slaps. Well, it's close to a quote the Jerky Boys said, but. They kept the P. You kept the PG. If it's the same, what up? I think it's the Jerky Boys. Talk to you later. See you at some of the shows this summer. CJ Hall. Remember last week you said, uh, "What was it? We were we were quoting, and you're <sighs> like, and you're like, uh, and, and 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 someone call in and tell us where that quote was from. Oh, that's right. I'll give you give you two slaps across yeah. your mouth <laughs> yep. because I love. And, and, and CJ says, "Is this a quote?" From the Jerky Boys. CJ, you are 100% correct. Ding! Yes, you are. We Ding, were, stop we, that. We were very big <laughs> Jerky Boys fans back in the day. So much so that we got pulled over by a police officer coming back from Bowling Green, Kentucky, because right. we were laughing so hard, he thought we were on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we were coming back from Cyber Brawl. Cyber Brawl, 2000, That's right? Right. We were listening to the Jerky Boys driving your Cavalier. <laughs> I was driving. Z24, yo. Yep. And we were laughing so hard at the Jerky Boys that... Was it a motorcycle know, cop? It, it, no. It was weird, though, because it was a bicycle cop that pulled us over, wanted to know where the drugs were. Took you out like, of the car and put you... <laughs> didn't he take you back to the cop car? Yeah, he put me in the cop car. <laughs> he didn't read me my rights or anything. <laughs> I think there was just something weird going on. I'm not sure what the deal was, but you let us go because we weren't doing anything wrong but laughing in the car. I know. <laughs> Where are the drugs at? <laughs> that was funny. Drugs, dude. Drugs, dude. It's, it's, it's Frank Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny is that after we did that show, I uh, <laughs> I was out in my garage later on, and uh, I, I told uh, Alexa to fire up some jerky boys. Did you? And I heard that episode. Wow. How much for the log splitter? Log splitter. <laughs> I'll give you two slaps across your mouth because I like. 
Was it the? Y'all know how much I paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so if you want to talk to yeah. us about Camaros or Jerky Boys yeah. or everything else anything, in between. Anything. Chris, yeah. Here's all how. about it. Do it. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yes. Yes. Hello. Leave your voicemail message, hello, please. Hello, bing bong. <laughs> hello, bing bong. Hi. Oh, Peter had the the... <laughs> had the tennis ball machine lined up and it hit him right in the eye. <laughs> oh, I love the jerky boys, man. I, I know. It. it makes you want to listen to all. Of, well, they started getting stupid towards like the, the last albums, but like the first two, three of them were great. Well, you know, Johnny Brennan's bringing it back. He's, he's doing another album. I, I think everybody's on to him by now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who's in charge over there? <laughs> oh, man. You know, that was 1994. Four or three when that came out. When did the movie come out? Oh, uh, that was like 96, 95, something like that. I don't even think I saw the movie. Oh, I saw it in the movies. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Who's in charge at 95? Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Johnny Brennan and Kamal. Oh, gosh. Now Johnny Brennan's making bank doing voiceovers for yeah. Family Guy. Yeah. I mean, he's good with voices, so why not? That's right. And you he's, he's played, uh, well, he plays Mort Goldman. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Uh, and he does, like, the voice of uh, Jack Torse. Yep. But, uh, you know, different name. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, that's just funny stuff. <laughs> well, to um, end the show, there's one other thing that happened this week that we want to talk about. Oh, yeah. And, um... Mary Barra had held a press conference over there at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant where they produce the Corvette. And they announced that they will be adding a second shift and more than 400 hourly jobs coming up there to the wow. uh, to the assembly plant. And since 2011, GM has invested more than $900 million in that plant. So I'm reading from the, the press release here. It says the the Corvette's iconic status owes so much to the men and women of Bowling Green, where it has been built exclusively for almost 40 years, said C, uh, GM's uh, chairman and CEO Mary Barra. This is the workforce that can deliver a next-generation Corvette worthy of both its historic past and equally exciting future. And today's announcement gets us one step closer to its reveal on July 18th. It opened in 1981 has the largest solar array of any automaker in Kentucky. An annual economic impact includes more than $76 million in state wages and $15 million in income tax. Um, they're just touting the, the, the factory. Um, my question is, with the sales of the Corvette around... I'm only selling about 1000 a month. I don't know. I'll have to look at the the, the thing, <clears throat> the last uh, quarterly thing. They're gonna inc- they're gonna add it a second shift, will which will increase the plant's workforce to more than thirteen hundred. My question is why? I, I guess they're really banking on that car being a super huge hit. Are, are they are they banking on that, or are they? Do you think they're gonna produce another vehicle? Gosh, it almost seems like it. Does I it? mean they're saying that it's, you know, just for the Corvette, but. 
boy, that's that's a lot. Maybe they're going to make, maybe they will make the front engine and the mid engine side by side. I don't know. You think it'll be two separate cars? I don't know. It's hard to figure out what's going on. It's it's a good thing, but it's just kind of just weird. Like I don't I don't know what to think. I it's not too often I don't know what to think, and in this case, I don't know what to think. Okay, I'm I'm grabbing. I'm gonna go here and grab. I want to see uh, 2019, the first quarter. So that's three months. They produced 3,943 Corvettes in 2019 and 4,457 in 2018. Uh, that's down 11.5%. Hmm. So what's 3,900 divided by three? Mm, just over 3,300 units. Wait, just over 1,300 units per month? Do they really? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So it's confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the press conference or if anybody asked about that. I'm just yeah. I'm just confused. That's all. Hmm. Well, I guess we're going to see uh, how it pans out. Yeah, <clears> what is it? July 18th? Yeah, we'll see. Hmm. You saw the the new Corvette logo, right? Yep. Yep. Looks pretty much like the previous one, just smashed together. Just smashed together. That's right. It's exactly the same, except with the ignition key between the stone. <laughs> I always think of that. I always think of that. Uh, that's too funny. Yeah. That's all we have. That's all we have yeah. for the show, man. Nothing what, what new uh, for Camaro news itself. I mean, this is about um, Challenger and Corvette and the Camaro kind just kind of kinda, yeah. kinda hanging out, you know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, all right. Cool, cool. Well, let's, uh, I guess, wrap this up for this week. Hopefully, we'll have some more Camaro news next week. But if not, we should even more hopefully have uh, some of your voicemails and Yes, emails get your voicemails in. and call, 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 call. Yep. Want to hear from you. Yep. Talk about the stuff that you want to talk about. And we'll have some fun. We'll see you next week. See, see you. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!